Welcome back to Curiously Scientific. Every month, our co-host Ashita interviews one STEM organization out there making a difference. And each month, I, Sarah, and my co-host Frank release an episode discussing the science behind an intriguing topic. In this episode, we're going to be diving in to the psychology behind fear and humor. So, Frank, it's April, which means April 1st was April Fool's Day. Did you pull any pranks? Well, I did something very interesting. I simply just did what any other other prankster would do around my age. I tricked my mom into thinking I buried her alive. Why? How? However in the world did you accomplish that? (laughs) Simple. What I basically did is I woke up at the... Because... I knew April Fool's Day, you want to make a good prank. You want to make sure, go down with a bang. And so what I did is I woke up very early in the morning. I woke up like around like 4 a.m. Then I basically just gathered all the sheets, all of the pillows and all of um, the blankets in the house. And I bust into a room and I tiptoe quietly because, you know, I don't want to wake her up. And so what I did is I basically just wrapped around the blankets all over her head, all over her legs, all over her body, basically kind of like wrapping a mummy. And so when she woke up, she was like, just like panicking. She was like, ah, ah. She was like just screaming because she was just wondering what's going on. She was trapped. She couldn't move. And so I was just there just laughing, just basically just was like, what the heck is like, why can't you just figure out that she can just easily escape with all the blankets. But then she was able to escape and I was able to make it out on escape. Ah, good times. <laughs> wow. That was a very action filled story. I'm sure it was terrifying for her. Um, but I'm sure it was funny for you. As for me, I did something much less terrifying. I actually pulled a couple lyric pranks because, I don't know, they're easy to do. They're fun and the person can't see your expression so they don't know if you're serious. For anybody listening, if you want to do a good lyric prank, check out the song um, Break My Heart Again by Phineas. It's a great song to do a lyric prank because it talks about, it's like a, it's about a friendship and stuff. So it's it's a really great song. So you know, prank your friends. We're going to encourage that today. Um, so basically, all of this talk about humor. What is humor? If we like go into science and, you know, kind of try to figure that out, what is humor in scientific terms? Oh, I'm glad you answered that because if we were to ask humor in general terms, then we would be here all day because the thing about <laughs> humor is that humor is very subjective. Like what counts as funny might be funny to one person, but not be funny to someone else. It might not be funny depending on religion, culture, politics, all that stuff. But since we, but I'm getting too ahead of myself. So we are basically just going to discuss the scientific definition of humor. And if you were to boil down humor into a scientific, you know, scientific definition that has a near universal consensus, it would be that humor is the ability for a person to determine what is funny or not. However, as I said, it's not that easy to determine what is considered humorous because humor, as I mentioned, has levels upon levels of complete subjection. Because what can determine something humorous could depend on a lot of different factors. It can depend on the personality of the person. It could depend on age. It could depend on the politics, depend on the religion, depend on the culture. It could basically depend on whether the person itself or depends on the culture or environment around that person. And so that is the complex intricacies of what can be considered humorous. Yeah, I, I agree. I think humor 
everybody has a different sense of humor and you know everybody knows that you know there are some for them every for everybody something is funny and something isn't and so while I was doing my part of the research I um you know I was I was thinking about what makes somebody funny like why are comedians comedians and like why are only specific people able to be jokesters while others just look stupid if they make a joke and so what I discovered is that you know if a person needs to be funny and it, they not only have to be like skilled in toying with people's expectations but they also have to be um, you know people who are funnier than most people exhibit qualities such as willingness to take risks when making jokes and they have a certain sensitivity to how at to their attempts at how their humor is perceived and so basically what people find funny is you know somebody they're shocked with the fact and then they discover that it's actually not serious and it's a joke. So that surprise is what makes people laugh and what makes people react the way that we do to jokes, which I found very interesting. But as I was listening to your story about you pranking your mom, I'm sure it was hilarious for you, but I'm sure it was also terrifying for her. And so, um, you know, I was thinking about how pranks can be really scary too, because my, my friends recently decided to scare me with snakes, even though they're very well aware that I have ophodiophobia, which is the fear of snakes. And so um, while I was kind of studying that and, you know, looking for ways to get back at them, I found out that fear is a very important feeling. Do you want to elaborate on why? Why? Thank you for um, giving me the opportunity to discuss on the definition and the deep intricacies of fear. Because fear in its proper definition is simply the intent, the natural intense and primal human emotion. And I meant primal, I mean very primal because fear in actuality, even though it's very discomfort and no one wants to be frightful, it is very beneficial for our survival. The reason why we have fear is because of simply the conditions of our ancestors. Because long ago with our ancestors, there was with our ancestors during, you know, the world you see, let, let me rephrase what I'm trying to say. A okay, so a long time ago, our ancestors lived in an entirely different world that, that basically we do not live in right now. The, back then, the human race was not the dominant species it was today. Humans, early humans, were constantly under threat by natural disasters. They were constantly under threat by plagues, constantly under threat by wild predators, anything that could doom a species. And so what fear was, was simply a tool to at least give humans a sense of awareness, to basically allow them to identify the dangers and how to respond very quickly to those dangers. And because fear was so beneficial, fear was able, the ability to have fear was able to be passed down from generation to generation because according to evolution, it is very beneficial for our species. However, the problem with fear is that fear, although very beneficial, at least back then, can also sometimes cause a bit of discomfort now because the thing is that unfortunately for us modern day humans, the discomfort and of course threat to survival that our early ancestors face aren't as present, if not none at all in, our, in these modern times. And so as a result, fear can often lead to all sorts of anxiety. It can lead to depression. It can lead you know, to why people can be very anxious for no particular reason because it is simply a natural response that we cannot control. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I under I understand that in in that, you know, for our ancestors, they probably, you know, they hunted and they were being hunted by, you know, large animals. Um, whereas, you know, the scariest thing for us a few months ago was whether or not we had toilet paper in our house, which was a whole thing that I will not get into. So what I researched is that there are certain types of fear that are kind of just like a one-time or two-time thing, such as, you know, going on a hike and finding a snake, whereas there are such things as phobias, which is like constant fear of something. So Frank, do you have any phobias? Well, I do have arachnophobia. That's the fear of spiders, in case you don't know. Because the thing is that I know that spiders are supposed to be harmless, and yet are only and very few of them are actually dangerous. But I just don't like them. Like just, ugh, just, just look at them. They freak me out. I'm like, I just want to kill it, but I don't want to kill it because of the poor spider. Just, I'm just like, I'm just like, wow. It's like yeah. uh, oxymoron. <laughs> yes, I I get that. So with phobias, um, as I said, it's absolutely normal for you know you to be scared of something once or twice but when it starts to happen regularly is when it's scientifically or officially labeled as a phobia um as frank mentioned the fear of spiders is called arachnophobia there's the fear of dogs which is cyanophobia and there's the fear of bugs which is insectophobia so what it what's interesting is the reason why we develop these phobias because no one's really born with anything they're terrified of because as a baby you don't know what's dangerous and so fears can be genetic um for example i don't know if your ancestors really hated fire right after it was you know discovered slash invented you might have inherited pyrophobia and you might be afraid of fire now and um although the particular gene for um, that genetic inheritance has not been found. It's the, there's the commonality between, you know, an ancestor and their predecessor that are generations apart to have the same fear. And sometimes fear is more because of a personality trait. If you tend to be somebody who's really anxious and who has anxiety, you might constantly worry about something and that can lead to you developing a phobia in your life or a phobias can be developed if some someone tells you repeatedly that something is dangerous and that something is bad. For example, if your parents told you that if you don't go to sleep at night, a monster is going to come get you, or if siblings um, might have told you that there was a monster under your bed or a monster in your closet that would come out at night and um, eat you up or something, you might have developed nyctophobia, which is the fear of darkness. Wow. Actually, makes a lot of sense now that I think about it, and I hope that it relates to the audience back at home, because I mean, fear, humor, and phobias are all of an integral part of the human experience. And the interesting thing about phobias is that phobias are come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. Like there are many different types, even the most unusual. I'm pretty sure my fellow co-host here has some phobias that she would like to share of what we found out. Sure. Um, So there is a fear of having peanut butter stuck to your mouth, which is, um, okay, I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation, but it's called arachibutrophobia, which is, you know, the fear of having, of being choked by peanut butter. Specifically, it's like, the fear of having peanut butter stuck to the roof of your mouth, because that's apparently a very, very terrifying feeling. Um, there are a lot of fears that are 
the phobias that are kind of unusual. I don't want to say weird because I feel like that's going to offend somebody. But there are some of them that are very unusual. Like there's, I'm pretty sure there's fear of spoons and fear of bathing and fear of houses. And so I think it's very fascinating that somebody can develop a fear of something that we see every day in our lives. Because, I mean, we see spiders every day too. And yet somehow we're so terrified of them. However, in all seriousness, I would like to some, acknowledge something that is very important to disclose because in case you didn't know that this month is actually Parkinson's Disease Awareness Month and Parkinson's disease is no laughing matter. And then we feel that because of the severity of this issue and the fact that it affects millions of people all over the world, especially some of which you may have known, we would like to spend a good chunk of our time discussing of Parkinson's disease. Now, in case you don't know, you may be wondering, what is Parkinson's disease? Well, Parkinson's disease is simply a progressive nervous system disorder that affects movement. What it means is that Parkinson's disease basically affects the person on how they move, on how they're able to walk, how they're able to speak, how they're able to use their hands, and it's first started out small and it gets gradually worse over time, especially for the rest of the person's life. And even though it can hypothetically affect anyone of any age, it generally affects older people. And many numerous people throughout the ages have been affected with Parkinson's disease. One old example was Michael J. Fox. You may know him as the guy who played Marty McFly in the Back of, to the Future movies. He is very famous for having Parkinson's disease and for spending his time and money to know, you know, uh, being like a philanthropist on do- raising awareness of the disease and donating large amounts of his money to raise money to find a cure for this ailment once and for all. Yeah, I, I agree that pe- I think that people definitely need to be um, more educated and more aware about this disorder because it's, it's definitely not something... Um, to you know joke about or just I don't know something it's it's a very serious thing and so if our listeners here today want to learn more about Parkinson's what it is what it does or want to donate to people finding the cure for it um, here are a couple links you can go visit helpline at parkinsons.org if some you or someone you love is struggling or you just want to learn more you can go visit the National Parkinson's Foundation website and the American Parkinson's Disease Association website all of these um, if you would like to check these links out they will be posted in the description of this podcast episode so uh, please go check them out it's it's an important cause and it's important topic to be discussed especially since april is the month for parkinson's disease awareness month so that's all for today's episode thank you so much for joining us today remember to check out the science behind our organization at the dot science behind on instagram and our website which is the sciencebehind.net and stay curious and stay safe